0: Hi, welcome back to Bind Waves. I'm Carrie, stroke survivor and Bind member, and we have a special treat for you today. Kezia is on vacation, so we have Kevin from the Fort Worth office clubhouse filling in today as our guest co-host. Hopefully, you li- listened to last week so you can learn more about Kevin. If not, go listen to it now.
1: Hi, good morning, and thank you for having me. My name is Kevin, and I'm a brain survivor, a brain injury survivor, and I'm from the Fort Worth Bond.
0: And today we have Justin, who is a speech therapist. We're happy to welcome him as our guest today. He met his wife of seven years at the jo- on the job at Pate. He's also another doggy daddy. So we've got lots of dog lovers in this podcast. We need to have an episode just strictly on our animals. That's for future. But welcome, Justin. Thank you for joining us.
2: Thank you. Welcome to Waves, the official podcast of the Brain Injury Network of Dallas. I'm Brian White, Bind's
0: Executive Director. On each episode, we'll be providing insight into the brain injury community. We'll be talking to members and professionals regarding their stories and the
2: important role of Vines Clubhouse. We work as a team to inspire hope, community, and a sense of purpose to survivors, caregivers, and the public. Thank you for tuning in to Vine Waves. Let's get on with the
0: now, show. Can you just can start off, tell us a little bit about yourself and how long you've been a speech therapist?
2: Yeah, sure. So I work for rehabilitation, and I've been there for almost 11 years now. So I was an intern um, back in 2011, and then they hired me at the end of that. So I've been there ever since.
1: Awesome. So can you tell us uh, what made you want to get into speech therapy and a little bit about the the process of becoming a speech therapist?
2: Sure, yeah. So my uh, path to speech therapy was... A little different than most i um my undergrad is actually in business Um, i went to texas a&m and i um, majored in i.t Uh, when i got out of college my mother is a speech therapist in the public schools and so i always knew i wanted to do something to help people Mm -hmm. so i went back to graduate school at utd and um, it took me about six and a half years to go through the whole program um, with undergrad included so um it, it actually worked out well because, um, you know, I had the technology background with uh, speech therapy, and it actually c- combines better than, than you would think. So, And
0: that's interesting. I was going to say, that's kind of a big jump to go from yeah. IT to speech therapy.
2: Definitely.
1: So yeah. was that a master's degree that mm-hmm. you
0: have? Okay.
2: Yeah, master's degree in communication disorders. Oh,
0: okay. Communication disorders? Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? Okay. Yeah. I don't oh, think I knew that. So yeah. So that's interesting. So, one of the things, you know, everyone thinks about speech therapy. It's kind of obvious, but then it's not so obvious. There's all kinds of different things. So... What are some of the other responsibilities that maybe aren't speech related that you have to deal with? Kind of like kind of swallowing. I had issues with swallowing because um, I was completely paralyzed on the left side, so I had a face droop, and then yeah. I was on thickened liquids. Ugh. Oh yeah, yeah. I quit drinking coffee after that.
2: Yeah, nobody wants <laughs> to be on thickened liquids, but <laughs> no. yeah, swallowing is a big, big deal after a brain injury. Um, me specifically, I work with a lot of the assistive technology. Um, I'm a assistive technology professional, so I got certified in that in 2018. And what I do is I go into people's homes and I use home automation devices to kind of couple that with a therapeutic purpose. So
0: kind of like Alexa.
2: Yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. So like kind of building a digital therapist within oh, the home for people that cool. have issues with initiation or memory. And um, I've started the assistive technology program at Pate now, and so. I'm starting to go into more homes, and I also created labs at each location. So it's a fully voice-activated room uh, with the bed, the blinds, uh, TV, lights, everything is voice-controlled through Alexa.
0: Very
1: cool. Yeah. Wow. Knowing that all brain injuries are different, after my stroke, I had aphasia. Mm-hmm. So I knew that I, what I wanted to say, but I just couldn't get the words to come out. In my mind, I, it sounded great. And then when I spoke it, it was totally different. So um, what are some different speech deficits that go along with traumatic brain injuries?
2: Yeah, sure. So the main one, like you're explaining, is aphasia, where it's just the loss of language. You know what you want to say, but it's it's just not... Either it's not coming out the right way or it's not even coming to your mind. Um, Now, a lot of times with aphasia, there's apraxia. And that's more of the motor planning component. Like what you were describing, how you know what you want to say, but there's like a disconnect between your brain and your mouth. And then Mm -hmm. um, another one is dysarthria, where it kind of presents as like slow slurred speech and it affects intelligibility. So those people... Have to use strategies to try and slow you know be very articulate over articulate their their sounds in order to to be understood
0: right well i'm talking about aphasia so how does that work with the alexa setup like that if people can't get the right words out or they don't sure. know how does that work because so, that sounds kind of difficult yeah i can't speak or i don't know what i want to say
2: right so what i've done is i've also um use so i program a lot of devices for patients. Mm -hmm. And so like I put into an iPad, it's a speech generating software. I put all the commands for Alexa into the device to where the person, if they are having speech difficulty, they could actually push the button and it would talk to the Alexa. Okay. Yeah. So that's kind of a way around it to where Everybody could use some type of home automation device.
0: Okay, that's, that's cool. amazing. Yeah, yeah. I well,
1: love that. I need to go buy to house. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, y'all, y'all need to come to, when y'all are
2: at paid. I can show you the okay, lab. We'll have
0: to do that next time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, and I know I always tease my speech therapist that I because I was lucky enough to not have aphasia. I'm a talker. If you haven't learned in the <laughs> five minutes that you've known me that I like to talk, I would be. I don't know what I would do if I couldn't talk. But I teased my speech therapist because I had an empy because of my face droop. Mm-hmm. So she would put, you know, the impie, the electrodes on my face and shock me. She just had fun doing that. You know, and I would sit across the table from another guy getting his face shocked and we'd just sit there and laugh at each other as we make crazy faces. Um, yeah. But so kind of that, you know, what else along with that other than just speech, you know, are there, you know, because like I said. The facial droop and swallow yeah. what other kind of things does speech therapists work on?
2: Well, a lot of times people think that speech is only the actual production of speech, mm-hmm. but like by profession, we're a speech language pathologist, so language is way more than just speech so right. you're talking about reading, you're talking about writing, you're talking about all these different modalities, so a lot of it goes into the language component plus the cogni cognition part Mm -hmm. of it. So attention and memory problem solving. I would say more of my day is spent doing cognitive therapy than it is actual quote unquote speech therapy. Yeah.
0: That's kind of what I think with mine. It was more cognitive and doing number problems and I don't like numbers and (laughs) I mean I know my biggest problem was I had left neglect, Mm -hmm. left side neglect. So she would give me word problems and I would always start in the middle of the page. Sure. She'd be like, Gary, you have to start on the left. You're yep. never going to find the words. And I
2: bet she drew a yellow line she down your side of your and paper. And I <laughs> didn't
0: see it. I mean, like Jasmine over there, I wouldn't even know that she was there.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah. Um, it's one of the things people don't think about, that it's not just speech. Right.
1: Are there? Okay, so the normal person isn't going to have a technology based room set up like that. Mm -hmm. So what are some different adaptive devices that people can use at home or things that they can use at home to improve their cognition, their their speech? What are some of the things they can do at home?
2: Sure. Yeah, I'm really big on apps. So I made a list um, I could bring y'all uh, this list but basically I narrowed it down to the top four apps based on 24 different categories aphasia, articulation, uh, reading, comprehension, naming, writing and it has the apps that kind of go with that but um, you know most people have a, a smartphone at these days so apps are a really big thing that you can use. Um, iPads are really, they're very common now too, but as far as for like reading and comprehension, there's a company called Tactus Therapy, and they do some really great apps. Now they do cost a little bit of money, but they're not free apps. But they work on phrase completion, sentence completion, mm-hmm. uh, reading comprehension, and and things like that. So,
1: um, I, I use uh, an app on my phone. It's called Luminosity. Yes, yes, and yes. I really have noticed an significant improvement in the time it takes me to process mm-hmm. a problem
2: yeah there's also a couple more that are for cognitive skills um so lumosity is a good one peak is another one Brainwell, and there's one called elevate they all work on those cognitive skills of memory attention mm-hmm. problem solving so those are some right. other good
0: ones Okay, great. And that was kind of what I was going to ask, but I'm going to take a quick little break and ask y'all to go ahead and click that like button while you're listening so that we can do that. And if you're interested, we'll get Justin to email us all this information, some of the apps that he's talking about. If you're interested, you know how to email us, let us know. And, um, but yeah, that's what we had several members wanted to know if there were additional therapies for reading and comprehension that they can do on their own. And that's kind of what you're talking about.
2: Yeah. And so with the Tactus, um, Tactus therapy, they have. They break it down by comprehension, reading, writing, and naming. And then once you progress through those four, they have an advanced version of each app as well. And each app has probably 700 to 1,000 exercises. Wow. So there's a lot of stuff to to do within those apps.
1: That is one of the things I noticed with Luminosity is they have a select uh, they have, I think it's three games that you do each day to train, mm-hmm. but it's those they're very repetitious, and so I was looking for something with a little more diversity versus just having those.
2: Yeah, you may try Elevate or or okay. Brainwell. Um, I could show you those on your phone or something like that. There, I know some of them are subscription based. But they have more exercises. They're not just those drills like you have in Lumosity. So. Right?
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. I have one of our friends, one of our founding members, Carl. He always teases that you know his speech therapy that you know they would you have to learn relearn the alphabet. You know, yeah. A B C D. He said, "I figured out if you say Z and P enough times, eventually you're going to get it right." <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's true. All, yeah.
2: Brain so, needs repetition. That's for sure. Yeah.
0: So that's yeah one of those things, but. So those are good. We'll, we'll have to get the list of those going because okay, yeah. that would be a great resource to add to Bind so that Absolutely. as members come on or as people just have questions when new brain injuries happen, we try to be a resource for other people. Yes, so ma'am. Sounds we'd love good. that.
1: So coming from a healthcare professional, because I was a nurse, uh, or I am a nurse, I've been a nurse for over 30 years, and you always have those patients that are reluctant to engage, whether it be because whatever their self they're self-conscious or they make them feel stupid or whatever how do you engage that patient that is resistant to try to get better
2: sure well number one it takes patience right you got to be patient with everybody but more you have to play into their interests you have to play into their hobbies you have to do um, work on things that are salient to them because nobody wants to be in rehab. Nobody wants to be there going through that. (laughs) So you have to really play into what they like in order to get their buy-in. And I've noticed if you do that, that you can build good rapport with them over time. You just, you know, so I know like for an example, I had a guy that was a prison guard and all he wanted to do was go back to work. Mm -hmm. And so what we ended up doing was hiding things around our treatment floor so that he could go and search for contraband. Oh, wow. That's a great idea. We made like a real life simulation of what it would be like for him to go back to work. And he did go back to work. So, yeah, but that's great. Yeah.
0: I know that's the other thing like with speech. um, One of our members that we've had on the podcast in the past, she had to work with when she went back to work, she had to work with her manager and they do everything by text and she has an app, I guess on her computer, you know, where she can speak and it translates for her. But yeah. then, you know, she makes sure that all of her fellow co-workers email her and text her so that she can, because she can read. She just has, it, and she's also has, and I guess that's one question to talk about, just not maybe finding the words. But some people have hearing issues as well mm-hmm. that come from the brain injury. So what are some different Things that you can do that help with that, other than, like I'm saying, you know, just text as opposed to speaking.
2: Yeah, that would be my main thing to say. There's one, like, called Dragon Dictation where you are um, – that's one that I think you actually type it out and it speaks for you. Um, but, yeah, hearing is a big component as well. Um, I'm not as familiar with hearing, um, though, as far as apps or anything like okay. that. But um, I'm sure there's stuff out there that could could assist.
0: yeah. And I, I know I was at Pate uh, in a couple months, I and mean, there was a lady there, a young lady, um, mm. in a wheelchair, and she didn't look She couldn't use her arms either. And she had a device that she was, like, looking at the letters. Yes. And it spoke for her.
2: Right. I mean, so that's, that's crazy. That's, <laughs> an, that's an eye gaze system. So um, that's what I'm really big into is programming devices like that. So you could have something mm. as simple as an iPad, you know, that you could select something, and it's going to speak for you. But then, if you have somebody that has limited mobility and can't speak, you go to something higher technology like an eye gaze system, where it's actually reading the retinas of the eyes um, based on the calibration of her eyes. So um, she was able to fully, fully make sentences mm-hmm. and every all of her thoughts. And before, before we knew, you know what was going on with her, we we didn't know was she in was she in there. You know, what, what, what's going right. on? We give her the device, and it just unlocks this world of, of speech, you know? So, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, it's really great.
1: I just think it's so funny I, because I was in healthcare for so many years. I never knew that there was so much involved in speech therapy. And mm-hmm. because I guess because it's speech therapy, we just think it's that part of you know the speech talking that's it but there's so much more and there's so and it's really funny because every department is like that there's so much more involvement from the staff and how they interact with patients and the thing the benefits they have for the patient and I just thank you for for doing what you do because it's amazing it definitely helps
0: yeah, and that's the thing I've learned because we've we've had a speech. We've had you're our speech therapist. We've had a physical therapist, and we've had an occupational therapist. And both of them have said that really all of y'all work together. It's no, oh, it's absolutely. no, it's not PT, OT, ST. It's y'all are a team, and y'all yep. all y'all all know the patient. And y'all work together to get the patient on the same page. And
2: yeah, especially at Pate, that we're definitely interdisciplinary. Where if you're standing in the standing frame, they're going to be working on your arm for OT and they're going to be working on your speech for speech therapy because mm-hmm. we, you know, that's how, or if I have somebody in my room doing speech, maybe they go in the standing frame and do their activity on the tabletop. Right. Um, that way you can, you know, do two things at once.
0: Right. So just kind of thinking about, or talking about this. So what are some of like the some of your success stories that just that really get you going, get you excited about what you do.
2: Yeah, so I can definitely think of two right off the bat. Um, when I was a student, I did the avowal for a gentleman who came in, a young man. He had had an AVM, and he.
0: For our listeners, would you do say what an AVM is? I know I've heard it, but I can
2: I believe it's arterial venous malformation. So it's basically where you have a weak weakening of arteries all in the same area of the brain okay. and you're born with it. So you don't really even know anything's wrong until something happens and and it presents like a stroke. So right. okay. um, I um, did his eval, and he was so apraxic, meaning his motor planning was off that I told him to touch his nose And it took him almost 20 seconds to figure out how to get his finger to his nose. Now, this guy was an endodontist. So he did um, the inside the tooth work. So uh, root canals, things like that. Fast forward through his uh, recovery, he went back to being an endodontist.
1: Wow, Wow, that's amazing.
2: And this, I mean, think about how much, you know, fine motor that takes and everything. Yeah. And then another uh, one I can think of was I had a young woman that came in and she couldn't say a single sound. So she would open her mouth and nothing would phonate oh, at wow. all. And as we used the iPad day after day, she'd come in and a new sound would be made, a new sound would be made, a new sound until she was talking in full sentences. And fast forward through her recovery, she opened two nonprofit organizations. Oh, wow. So she went, you know, she didn't go back to her employment that she was at, but she found a new purpose in life and was helping other people. So, that's amazing. Yeah. Those
0: are great stories. Thank you for sharing with us. So um, That's just, I know, like, we had a friend or one of our members, you know, he started, that was the same thing, you know. Well, I laugh at him because when he first woke up out of his coma, he could only say Noodle that was like noodle for everything and he mm-hmm. was a sales guy so he could he was reading everyone's eyes and he'd be like I want to drink a water but it was what he was saying was noodle 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 mm-hmm. and the people were just like looking at him dumbfounded and he's like why are you not understanding me right and so it's crazy how the brain works absolutely but yeah
1: um Well, uh, thank you for joining us, Justin, and thanks to all of you for listening. If you want more information or would like to contact us, you can email us at bondwaves at thebond.org.
0: And if you want more information about Justin, you can probably email Pete, find out about him there if you're Mm -hmm. wondering about. And like I said, we will get a list of the information he told us about and have it here at Bind. So, again, email us at Bind Waves. You can do that. But right now I want to remind you again, Mm -hmm. click that Like button. And go ahead and share and let everyone know. Continue listening, subscribe, and we thank you for listening to us. And we can't wait to have our next guest and see you next time on Bind Waves. Thanks, Justin, so much. Thank, thank you. you. We hope you've enjoyed listening to Bind Waves and continue to support Bind in our nonprofit mission. We support brain injury survivors as they reconnect into the life, the community, and their workplace. And we couldn't do that without great listeners like you. We appreciate each and every one of you. Continue watching until next time. Until next time.